0: Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw.
1: And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia.
0: We're the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally, with a global perspective, and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way.
1: Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks, and today... We are catching up.
0: We're doing it.
1: We're catching up. We're catching up. It's just Guthrie and I in the studio today, and we will be talking about our, I don't know, best of 2017.
0: Yeah. We've got our highlight reel yeah. lined up. <laughs>
1: there you go. Well, I don't know about a highlight reel per se, but anyways, We've yes. got our thoughts assorted
0: <laughs> in a semi-random order.
1: There you go. Um, And uh, hopes for 2018 and... A few apologies along the way.
0: <laughs> but also tokens towards a better 2018. Exactly. And mail that you'll be receiving. <laughs> n- no joke. No, shortly for
1: real this time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and 2018 is off to a, a roaring start, as, as it feels, I guess. Um, but it's always a, at least a little bit busy for um, me this time of year. As oh, I've, yeah. Well, just um, as we mentioned on previous shows, just kind of like those final five days before Film by Bike uh or at least in, until the films are due for fi- film to bye. right by right so um my my um my my big time commitment and involvement wraps up probably about the time the folks will be listening to this actually uh and then I take a little breather and get ready for the fest in may
1: so do you find is there a um a pattern as far as like when when um movies are submitted mm-hmm. um do the more produced movies come in at a at a certain period of time during your submission time or and the, and like some of the like sort of more underground more homebrew movies mm-hmm. come in at a, at another particular time or is it just kind of all over the board
0: i think uh i think so for people to get them in on time um i would say procrastination doesn't discriminate between well-produced films and uh home-produced films and so mm-hmm. we we typically see like i i, I kind of don't um like I don't really focus on it until we're like the day of typically. Okay. Because, uh, like a lot of people, if you have a deadline if you think about that, like uh if I I mean at least personally, like if I have a deadline and it's for a submission of something, I'll usually just set a calendar reminder for like a day before. Sure. Um so I we, we do a lot of like conversations with folks. Um there's one film crew in particular from Sweden who I've been sort of trading emails with for about six or seven months now. Um and and that's always really fun because a lot of people um are really like engaged in the sense of, of understanding sort of what film by bike is about the short films, and they'll actually take like a longer cut. And we'll sort of work with people to um, reimagine that as kind of like a submission that's based off the format for the fest. And so, um, taking a piece in this particular instance, um, this filmmaker and their, their film crew are cutting down a longer piece, which is about 45 minutes. And, uh, they actually just submitted today. Uh, but we've been talking for, yeah, like six, seven months now about
1: 15, sort of your top limit.
0: Yeah. I would say like, if you are looking to submit a film to film by bike, we love films of all durations. Realistically, just based on what the jury accepts, uh, anything over 15 has to be, really really <laughs> really good in order to make it through yeah. the jury like i'll just i'll just put it out there um it, it is a short film festival as many folks um know and so in that regard like that's kind of our focus and it's really pleasant to see the longer pieces um a lot of them do really well in other festivals it's it's just that film by bike is such a short film focused fest that uh the shorter ones are 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 what we go for and and what the jury tends to accept Nice. but yeah it's it's just it's a it's always like my it's like my stressful week but also my favorite week because I get to see so many like really cool things roll in right on. um you know some folks that I've worked with before and then some stuff just comes right out of the blue and you're like oh my god this is amazing like I'm so excited to show this to our jury um so yeah it's a it's a fun week on a, on a couple of different levels
1: do you find you're able to predict um what the jury will gravitate towards or Yeah, to a degree, like folks
0: will, folks will reach out. Filmmakers will, will be wondering about um, like criteria, or, 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 I guess like gray areas or wiggle room, and what I usually draw towards is just looking at past submissions and and letting people know like based based on that like yeah there there's definitely based
1: on what worked in the past yeah
0: exactly like it it, what one of the really neat things about the jury is it changes every year and so it's been kind of a long-standing rule of film by bike to never have a repeat jury member and what's Uh, really cool about that is that you have different perspectives that come to the table each and every year Um, So I I guess I would say if we had the same jury members or if we had like 80% of the same jury members every year, I could more easily predict trends. And and, because you get to know those people, you sort of see where where their um, criteria lie. Um, But I think one of the most exciting things is is that by rotating through that, it keeps not only the films that get into the festival fresh, um, but the jury that's selecting those films are also like new eyes to that scene. Um, And we get a lot of folks from all over um, this year, the jury um, is including such notables as Chris King. Uh, oh, be, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. No joke. Chris King is going to come hang out and uh, Chris look, himself. Chris huh? himself. <laughs> um, who? If you ever meet Chris in real life, like super nice guy. Like I'm sure. Um, he it's kind of funny. Like he's he's gotten to this point of fame, but like. At, at, at one point like all of it all of these folks just started out as people who loved bikes and like making bike components so he's um like a lot of these folks are people you'd rather just like kick back and drink a beer with Uh um and it's it's just really touching that chris is able to make it to the jury screening this year but that is certainly not to shine a light away from the rest of the incredible jury that we have um it's just always every year a fantastic lineup and um just, yeah, really excited to hold up for a couple of days, watch, you know, a couple hundred films and uh, take the best <laughs> of the best towards the fest.
1: It was a good couple nights for me when I was. Yeah, younger. yeah.
0: And that's yeah. um for, for a bit of backstory. That's actually how Aaron and I met was through oh, yeah? Film by Bike.
1: Huh. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it was okay. a while. That, yeah, that was so long ago. <laughs> I know it
0: feels it feels like just a long while ago, but I, I wouldn't say yesterday because um, it, it. Yeah, uh, I think because uh, we had that was my first year as the films coordinator, and um, after the show, you and Brock had asked if I wanted to come onto the show, and I think that was back when we were doing it out of the old apartment yes. near Belmont Street. Yes. Yes. Yep.
1: Oh wow. Yeah.
0: So we, so we yeah. started out doing a year in review. We're doing actually like four years in review here.
1: Well, it's funny because it, it occurs to me now, like, I don't know how I've met a lot of the people that are currently in my life. Like, mm. I mean, I, I could if I thought about it, you know. But, you know, has this ever happened to you where, like, you just sort of take for granted, like, this is someone that you know. You don't mm-hmm. really, like, think about, like, oh, yeah, I met this person through this thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Like, for example, film by bike sort of is is like this uh, this catalyzing moment for the both of us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I yeah, I think that I've yeah, I've been in Portland long enough now, like I can look back and I, I think like they're definitely pivotal, pivotal moments of like people I'm like very in contact with these days. And film by bike represents a lot of that. I think like pedal palooza for me was a big catalyst for a lot of the relationships that I have. Um, and it's yeah, it's been a been a little while right now, <laughs> but uh yeah, always always exciting, and uh, I guess what I should do after we record this is I should go back and actually listen to that to that first <laughs> that, that first episode, yeah, I think that I, would be
1: pretty cool, oh gosh, actually. I
0: don't think I don't think I have actually since we recorded <laughs>
1: <laughs> another thing we got on the table here is so everyone knows I'm notorious for not sending out.
0: Our what? stickers
1: really? our mail.
0: I thought, I thought we sent those out like years ago. <laughs> exactly. I thought we sent that out like four years. Aaron, um, that's, that's a dress for like 2005. We, we
1: are, it's not only are we catching up, I am I am cleaning out and finally going to apologize on air to every one of these people in by name. Ooh. But anyways, should we do this now or should, yeah. should we get to it? No, okay, I, we'll go ahead and do this. I, now. I think okay.
0: we owe it to so our these, listeners
1: these aren't in order of oldest to newest only because they've been shuffled around in my bag for so long so, so we've, uh, we've, we've they're got, just in order of like what happens to be on top
0: and we have a rating system that we've come up oh, with yeah. <laughs> yeah so so we think think not that we've put no thought into this we, we
1: we've put some
0: thought into this
1: actually yes
0: so what we come up with it's a it's a one to five scale
1: of how worn the envelope is, which would probably tell you, uh, well, I don't know if it would be a good indicator of of how long they've been riding around, because I mm. think one of the most worn ones is actually one of the newest ones. <laughs> Ugh, it, it just got a sorry. little extra love.
0: Yes. So our scale is uh, a one to five scale, and one is, I just wrote it, uh, disclaimer, none of them are a one, but... Five is, uh, and and feel free to modify this, five is it's been attempting to escape to escape upon a train loaded full of male bandits who would have had nothing more to do than take pleasure in dragging this letter through a lunch buffet in a room full of angry ants. And I don't know if we have any fives either, but we've definitely got some along that spectrum there. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. And I also just noticed one. I'll, I'll just pull this one right out here. Uh, Tom, Ranger Tom here, ha- and is written up in the corner for where you would put a stamp. It's so, written, <laughs> hand deliver. So uh, if you've been waiting for me to drive over or ride over and deliver this, I am very sorry.
0: Um, it could be like a um, oh. an announced field trip for your bus route.
1: <laughs> Wait, is like, that is that you?
0: That is Did me. You, you
1: wrote a salutation already on oh, this of course. One. Because you're on top of these things,
0: <laughs> I don't deliver them. I just write the things that look nice on them. <laughs> Hi, Tom.
1: So this one, this one's a hand deliver. I don't, I don't know when. I, I can't guarantee when I'll get this over to you, but I can guarantee that I'm very sorry that it's ridden in my bag for so
0: long. As I think, uh, Tom actually was it Tom that wrote us, or somebody said that they were looking forward to. Um, a letter, but only after it had a, obtained a um, congenial amount of kombucha stains and/or uh, in baggage riding capacity.
1: This envelope has a good patina on it. Mm. Of, of, I don't know what you would call it.
0: That's that's not copper, folks. That's mold.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if it's mold. <laughs> it could be mold. No, no, I don't think it is. Um, <laughs> But it's got a nice, it's got a nice patina of 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 bag wear.
0: Uh, it was it was Tom, and we'll get we'll get to his letter uh, a little bit later in the show. He says, "Oh, lastly, I'd love a patch after it spent sufficient time acquiring kombucha stains in Aaron's bag." Fear not, Tom. Fear not. <laughs> hey, speaking
1: of kombucha stains. I'm drinking a kombucha.
0: Are you? Where did, Yes. Where did you happen to obtain said kombucha from?
1: Well, you delivered it, actually. But <laughs> 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 you obtained it from the Beer on Southeast Division and 12.
0: That I did. And I also happened to be enjoying, courtesy of our friends at the Beer Mongers, a beverage from Ruse Brewing, uh, which is actually really neat to me because when I was picking this out, um, I actually had no idea that ruse brewing is based in portland so not only am i enjoying a very tasty clock keeper farmhouse table beer with brett but i'm enjoying it from a brewery which until about 30 minutes ago um i didn't know about <laughs> right and i'd love to go check them out it's a it's a very tasty one here so as always thank you to our sp- sponsors um the beer bongers located at
1: southeast division and 12th check them out yay all right so ranger tom your envelope, I'm going to stick a Swift Summit Northwest sticker Ooh. in there as
0: a bonus. Yeah. Apology. Is uh, 2018 the year of chastisement?
1: 2018 is the year of atonement.
0: Ah, yeah. yes. Much better, much better.
1: So, Sean, well, you mentioned, Sean, that you're moving back to Portland from St. Louis, and that maybe I should just hang on to this. And I'm sure you meant that facetiously, but I might just do that anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Here's your stickers. I'm sorry.
0: PS. Or your patch. Sorry. You're awesome.
1: I'm pretty sure no one's waited a year.
0: That's good cuz uh we just clocked over that into 2018.
1: Would, that would be pretty bad. <laughs> you Sean, you're getting the new beveled cut or a round. Oh, sorry. You're getting the new round cut. Uh, rounded Ooh. corners stickers here they
0: uh stick on better so if you're putting them in places where people don't like stickers make sure to use the rounded corners and thank there you goes
1: the co- there goes all the contents of this <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: i still remember uh how pleased i was to see a, a sprocket podcast sticker at the bike staple for the banks vernonia trail and i i I'd suppose like based on the story um about brock and and just general love and fascination for that i shouldn't be too surprised but it's always nice to see a sprocket sticker out in the wild.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, that also connects to Sean here in that he was riding across the U.S. Oh, okay. And I want to say it was like somewhere in Montana, between Montana and Colorado. Mm-hmm. He found a old, old uh, rectangular version of the sprocket podcast.
0: Stickers. Ooh. Yeah, like someone uh, from the ACA or, um, or doing the ACA?
1: No, it was actually Brock and Adele back when they were biking across to uh, to Colorado. Oh, nice. Um, they put it at, it, it was, like, one of the sort of, like, um, places for where, like, it's along the ACA, I think, mm-hmm. where, like, um, bikers stay, you know, one of those more, like, notable places. Yeah, totally. Um,
0: there's, there's like, and, and for folks who haven't ridden the ACA, I myself being included in this category, same. Um, but I, I a good friend has told me there are, like, Really like great spots. Like we talk about, like somebody's favorite town or somebody's favorite place. I mean, I, uh, Jimmy's story in particular comes to mind of like this very characteristic location. Uh, but not all ACA uh, endpoints or or midpoints or or rest stops are created equal, and so oh, yeah. they kind of get this like fan uh, fan following or, or cult uh-huh. following. And I'm trying to remember. There's this one in Montana that uh, my <laughs> friend was telling me about, and I remember it because he was talking with another person who had ridden the ACA and as soon as they both said the name I'll, I'll try to remember it and uh, perhaps get it in the show notes but they both like their faces just lit up and they were like yes this was the best spot I stayed on the entire trip ah. and it's got x y and z amenities and you know you tend to remember like the sure. nice bathrooms yeah, yeah. and such but um next time you're in a great spot on the ACA grab a sprocket sticker and uh let people know yeah
1: I would I eventually will do the AC, some of the ACA. I, I don't think I will ever like do the whole mm. like cross country um
0: thing. You do have the schedule for it if you wanted to.
1: <laughs> I do. I just don't necessarily have the finances for
0: it. Fair anyway. enough. Fair enough. It's always mm. is always tricky.
1: Yeah. Um so speaking of Jimmy Diesel though, look whose envelope this oh. is right here. Hey, Stamped Jimmy. and everything. It's ready even... to go loaded with stickers I already put like bonus stickers in here Mm -hmm. uh looks like also brock did too
0: and Um, we've got a card
1: and we got a card i'm gonna sign all these cards are gonna gonna say like sorry sorry this is taking so long
0: it's this um, one's gonna
1: say let's have a beer next time you're in town because well i won't be drinking a beer but I would love to have a drink with you Jimmy and and talk story.
0: What's like the the appropriate um mixing together of the word beer and kombucha? Is there like a preferred way? Like do you, do you ever put like two different words together and see which which version works the best? Kombircha. Kombircha or is it beer kucha? <laughs> Ucha Beer-ucha? <laughs> see? Barucha? There, there's probably a good way to do this. <laughs> I just can't decide which. Sure. <laughs>
1: I would love to hear back from our listeners. Um, what is your preferred combination? There's actually a word. What is what is that called when you combine two the words? The word for combining two yeah, words? Yeah, there's a word for it. I'm, I'm
0: sure it's a combination of two okay. other words. <laughs> actually, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh,
1: um, One thing I am looking forward to in 2018, I applied to a different job within... Ooh. Transportation.
0: Nice. Tell us
1: more. And I, I hope to get it. If nothing else, I'm looking forward to interviewing and and uh, the process mm-hmm. of it all.
0: Does um the the so is it the school district or is the the bus? Uh,
1: it's still with the district. Okay. it is still with student transportation. Mm-hmm. I applied for um a job as a radio dispatch. So... Nice. Being the other person at the end of the radio you know
0: doing doing the serious talking
1: yes yes
0: being serious managing the calls
1: so this will be interesting that's awesome um but yeah i think i'll be good at it it was one of those things where uh speaking of deadlines earlier this is sort of a uh, coming back to that i had debated over it for a long time since the, uh, the job posting came up, um, and hemmed and hawed, should I do it? Should I not? And then there was a notice, um, uh, oh, yeah. this, this job posting will be taken down at 5 PM today. Ooh. <laughs> and it was like the floodgates opened Cause not only did I, but a bunch of other people like, all are scrambling to get our resumes <laughs> together. It's <laughs> like, oh, I guess I should do this. Um but I made sure to like wait around and uh, try to get it in the person's hands themselves. I don't know if anything will come of it, but I thought like, well, at least I would try. Yeah. Worse comes to worse. I'm still driving.
0: Oh, for sure. Well, and this is something I kind of realized through observing Jane's experiences too. Um, like working within a larger organization is the act of applying itself is like a really great way to learn. And whether you get that job or whether you don't, like, I feel like you always come out better for that experience. Yeah. Um, And, and it's like a it's a really great way to sort of like focus on uh like self-development even within an organizational structure because every single time you're learning and you're like applying yourself to that and i i just like i can't i guess in my line of work like you don't really like apply within a five-person bike shop to like another <laughs> position right. within in a five-person bike shop but i just i guess i really uh i had never really appreciated the ability to do that within a larger framework and i think that um you know, it's a great it's a great thing to do, like regardless.
1: Yeah. Next up, this is an international mailing. I don't have an international stamp. I used to.
0: I've got one. I'll I'll spot you. Simon Pace.
1: Very sorry. I have not gotten this out to you. Oh, and look, you've already signed this one too. You betcha. <laughs> How do you get these before me? I, I have no idea. <laughs>
0: some some magical uh Brock appears and is like, Hey, sign these. Hey. And I'm, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, okay. That sounds great. Also. Oh,
1: what did we rate what did we rate Jimmy's
0: uh? Let's see here. I, I feel like I feel like Jimmy's is in the two category as well. Yeah. Like it's definitely got some nice uh folds and and uh wear marks upon it, but the stamp is relatively intact. Hmm. And although you can make out the outline of the Paper within I feel like it doesn't quite merit a uh, level three rating, so i'm good i'm I feel like it's a two, okay, which is probably good for us, all things considered <laughs> <laughs> oh, i yeah, there will be
1: no ones. mind if I grab that pen yeah there
0: absolutely, I will hand both all back right, to you thank you so um in terms of our envelopes we're we're actually doing pretty good. we've got only like three only, or four left,
1: only two actually.
0: only two, <laughs> yeah. This is a
1: very full envelope
0: already, and for uh, for
1: a very. I was gonna say a very full guy, and that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, a guy who is very full of life.
0: Yes, I should say a very engaged and active listener. <gasps> yes, and almost this... our guest tonight, which is why we're, we're <laughs> no, not to put that on. This is mo- necessarily no, why no, no. we're we're guestless. No,
1: no, but... not at all, not at all. <laughs> Um yeah, Armando was gonna pinch it for us, but uh he couldn't.
0: Ooh, yes, okay. I know what I'm gonna say.
1: And even though this is redundant, Armando also gets a flyer for the Joyride podcast.
0: Yay. And that leaves us with uh And then there was one.
1: And then and then there was just one.
0: Whoa, how'd you
1: come across a dropout sticker? Hmm. Man. You're getting all the swag, Armando. I'm like <laughs> I'm jealous of your envelope. This, by the way, I would say is a three. Yep. Maybe a four. Ooh.
0: Like, Do you want a four? It there's not a there's not too many like uh food marks or splotches on that <clears> one. Well, that's though.
1: true. That's true, but it is wrinkled. We'll mm. say three and a half.
0: I like it. Drawing a uh signature bicycle going down a mountain range i used to do all of my business cards by hand actually i still oh, really? do all of my business cards by hand i just do less of them uh
1: <laughs> like you just take a blank card and yeah
0: you? so when I, when I first landed in portland um
1: i just remembered where all my stamps were
0: Ooh, by the way. yay yeah. we got stampage uh yeah when i first landed Within in town i was i was like well I, and i still am to a pretty big degree but i was like i must do all of these by hand and like i i found this um super like somewhat confused but very sweet paper supply guy down on hawthorne and he was like wait you want to buy 200 just blank cards like you don't want anything on them and and after explaining what i was trying to do he was like oh okay sure like here you go <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've, I've got like 50 uh 50 like hand-drawn business cards because i was like "Ah, eh, what the fuck like
1: <laughs> that's well that's pretty cool though
0: um if if you I, i'll i'll uh, i'll give you the rest of my stash if we we send out future ones i i guess it'll say sure. like i guess it'll say <laughs> the name of my website on it but um more so it's okay. it's a it's a hand drawn each is individual that's actually what i wanted is um I, I came up with the idea when i was biking on the coastal route because like i'd meet people and they'd want to learn more or just like stay in touch and so i found oh, yeah? that um if i could just like do a really quick drawing on the card and then have some contact form on the back, I could just customize it to whoever I was talking to. Oh, right. Um, And that's kind of where that got started. But yeah, good times. So Armando, long way to say, but you're getting a uh, very individual drawing of a bike, courtesy of yours truly.
1: I found I am at the end of my international stamp collection. I don't know if collection is the right word. I have one international stamp it draft.
0: counts totally counts doo, 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 doo. and I'm going to draw the sun in here too because uh, Armando is a very sunny person Quite. and uh, we'll draw some little birds just to happy birds happy birds <laughs> <laughs> there you go Aaron.
1: you channeling Bob Ross over there? oh hell yeah <laughs> if you're
0: going to channel any artist that's true I would argue Bob Ross is a uh, is a good pick not the only pick by any means, uh, for our Salvador Dali and otherwise fans out there.
1: There was another um, televised. Oh shit! This is already sealed.
0: Mm. If we have to just, open I it think back
1: it just up, accidentally sealed itself.
0: Yeah, but that's like an auto four, so we're we're doing really great, actually. Oh yeah,
1: it's it's opening all right. This
0: envelope was so four. We opened it up again to put more cool shit in it.
1: Yes. Um
0: we will um
1: so let's let's see. You're hmm. gonna this this goes to Brad, Brad Wade, who is on the show. Um and Brad, you're also getting a joyride podcast.
0: This um, is the episode flyer. for everybody who's felt neglected or, or sad <laughs> that things haven't materialized in the mail. You this is for you. You are special to us, you are important to us. And we're proving it and our dedication to you by uh giving giving extra special air time. Uh so I I don't know what exactly what I'm trying to say, other than thank you. And it's on its way.
1: Finally, it's on its way.
0: <laughs> don't make a liar of me, Aaron.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, New Year's resolutions. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly, yes.
0: We resolve uh, to uh, to send out more more cool cards to people just like you. Thanks. This is who is this and one Brad, for? For Brad, you're
1: also getting a pedal shift sticker.
0: Brad, welcome to the late card club. Sincerely, Guthrie. <laughs> P.S. Thank you. Have you uh, have you ever heard of that that um, sort of like philosophy? The like never saying sorry. Have you ever tried that for like a week, just not saying sorry?
1: I feel like I would lose my girlfriend pretty quickly. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't ask. <laughs> I,
0: it's like a. It's like a. I don't know. Uh, no,
1: I. I. That's my way. My glib way of saying, of trying to be funny. Oh. Of saying, <laughs> uh, no, I've never heard of this philosophy. Oh, okay. Please tell me more.
0: It's uh, it's like uh, I don't know, like um was it someone was telling me like self-actualized individuals who are completely like with it in life, which I'm sure is like none of us realistically. Um, like if you, if you truly like are living a life of purpose, like you, you would never need to say sorry because you, everything you would do is, is intentional by design or such. And I, I personally like think that's like kind of impossible um, but yeah, I just wanted to to throw it out there. This is interesting. I've tried, and I've gotten like about half a day through and that's about that's about my record so far
1: <laughs> well, I think like even even with the best of intentions and um you can intentionally do something that will unintentionally harm someone or offend someone in some way yep so i I don't know, yeah. This is interesting. Because if no, you're not, sorry, like, I if you to refuse to
0: say it on principle, like, does that make you the asshole?
1: I mean, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I guess want... it
0: depends. I'm I'm not saying this is, like, the end-all be-all way that it should go. I'm just, yeah, more curious.
1: I'm very interested in learning more on this philosophy. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, just because, um, well, there's a part of me that that automatically wants to punch holes in it. <laughs> I'm a contrarian.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're you're the advocate for somebody to the yeah, absolutely. Do we have somebody in the? Oh, uh, uh,
1: that's what I was looking for. Oh, um, oh yeah. Worth mentioning, uh, the facilities are closed, and we are recording. Kind of, I wouldn't say on the sly because the people yeah. who who are running the place know we're like it's, here. It's
0: cool. We're we're okay, but we're like incognito.
1: But no one else should be here. I felt every time I see a a set of headlights kind of turning around over here, I get a little nervous.
0: I felt like secret agent when I had to open the gate to get in because I'm used to just like coasting right into the bike racks. And uh, today it was it was it was very sly.
1: Yeah, it was a little nerve wracking for me because I've never had to arm or disarm a building before, at least in this town I used to. I used to do that quite often at the music store I worked at.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. what music store?
1: Um, this was out in Michigan. Okay, um, Marshall Music, um, in Lansing. Was it related was to the amplifier the at all? There. No.
0: Okay, yeah. just just checking. <laughs> yeah, covering my bases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Regard. Here goes another custom bicycle for Brad. Brad. You do this pretty well. Like a oh, lot yeah. of
1: people don't, you know, myself included too. Like, don't draw bicycles very easily. I wouldn't. The but, bicycle is not easy to draw.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's not a detailed bicycle by any means. Um, it does like one could look at it. I I guess I should qualify this. Um, what this is. Certainly not the best bicycle I have ever drawn, <laughs> uh, but I also haven't made a lot of these bicycles as of late. So you're getting kind of like the redraft as I work my way back into it. Um, Brad also gets the sun because Brad is excellent, and uh, the sun is pretty neat, and we don't see much of it here in Portland this time of year. Actually, no. shit, today was like amazing until about ten minutes ago when maybe oh, yeah. we just <laughs> just, about, first just raining. about the
1: time I started uh, on my way over to the studio. Yeah. Indeed. Um, that brings me to something I wanted to to kind of talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I went on a small adventure, nothing major, but just a little adventure through town um, on Saturday, and I'd never done this before. I can't believe I've never done this before. I crossed over the steel bridge, which mm-hmm. is um, kind of well it crosses over the the Willamette mm-hmm. river which and and at a point north and south kind of in the middle right
0: uh, like Would in in as, reference to the city yeah, yeah 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 like almost dead center like yeah. if burnside is the center bridge of portland the steel bridge is one to the north of it
1: yeah there you go um crossed over there and then um ended up Biking the south waterfront, mm-hmm. the the bike paths along the river there, biking that south all the way down to Selwood, mm-hmm. to the Selwood Bridge. Mm-hmm. And crossing over that way.
0: Have you when was the last and time you were down at the Selwood?
1: I have only crossed since they built the bridge mm-hmm. um was that three years ago?
0: Yeah, like the revamp.
1: I've only crossed it one time before that.
0: Okay. This is
1: yeah, my second crossing
0: yeah. of that bridge. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nice. It's not bad. Um the infrastructure is a little confusing. Hmm. I crossed on the what would um, a lot of people would consider the wrong side of the bridge.
0: You were on south side for cross?
1: No, I was on the north side okay. to cross. Um cuz I was yeah. So it would be like the wrong side as far as traffic flow?
0: Oh, gotcha. But
1: apparently that doesn't matter as much.
0: Yeah. I think that's the side everyone or at least you're supposed to everyone is supposed to cross on that side. I, oh, I, okay. I think yeah. Okay. Cuz there's I, no lane on the other side unless I'm mistaken
1: well i didn't i didn't cross on well i crossed on the sidewalk mm-hmm. yep but yeah you're doing it shared it's sh- shared space it's there, a I
0: wide guess. sidewalk um yeah. so the Selwood bridge uh which was recently rebuilt about like two and a half years ago it's been kind of a long project um and at one point in time if you had the inclination to you could actually bid to purchase the scrap metal from the old Selwood bridge <laughs> really and I'm, yeah i'm kind of curious because i never like looked up who got it um but like at at county auction, I'm guessing, or Multnomah County auction, mm-hmm. um, because of the lead remediation that would be needed for the paint on that, I'm I'm pretty sure like some junkyard or or, or big big oh, uh, yeah. like big scrap industry list. scrapper went for it. But I just thought like, gosh, wouldn't it be fun to be like, yeah, I I bid. Five bucks on on the Selwood <laughs> bridge. Like, I, I I tried to put I tried to put some capital on that. Right. <laughs> hey, did you know I owned a bridge over the Willamette for like <laughs> for like no amount seconds. of time. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, the the if for anyone who's ridden over the Selwood, I I mean, and uh, I will I will default to your opinion on this if you've ridden the previous v- version as well. But it was uh like oh, three and right. a half foot sidewalk. Like it was ridiculous <laughs> it was trying terrible. to ride across that.
1: And don't even yeah. don't even think of like crossing. Like, taking the lane, oh over no, there.
0: hell no, um, or at least I'm like I trying to
1: think was it just a two lane bridge,
0: yeah, I think so, yeah, it was it was a bridge designed well uh well previously to um you know, the concept of like getting across more than just like walking and and driving, I think. Um, but yeah that was that was a total nightmare of a bridge and and now it's actually really great yeah, uh, yeah like the connection i could definitely still see that there's like a interesting um switchback on the west end of it but i think like as a as a, what it was versus what it is now like i can actually recommend that people ride across the solar yeah, bridge again it's, that's it's that's a it's good not feeling not so
1: bad um but i mentioned this uh in relation to uh i have drastically reduced the amount of calories I've mm. been taking in mm-hmm. a day.
0: How and are you doing on the 30 one yeah. week later?
1: Great. Day nine, almost in the can. Nice. Um, yes. And once again, thanks to Lionheart for uh, having their dry kombucha process. Hell yeah. Um, because whatever sugars that they use to ferment, they don't add any after the process. Mm-hmm. So this makes it technically... Whole30. You're home client. free. Yes. You got it.
0: Like, what yeah. if you subsisted purely on kombucha between now and whenever you fainted <laughs> due to exhaustion?
1: Right. <laughs> well, it'd be a good time regardless. <laughs>
0: there was a, uh, someone was telling me the other day about, um, like, so perfect topic for new year's, right? Like fad diets. Um, yes. And, and I'm, this is not an implication that the whole 30 is a fad diet.
1: I mean, I, I will fully admit it kind of is
0: a fad diet. Alright, well you heard it from Aaron, not from me. I'm safe. <laughs> from my Anna, perspective. Anna, and... Like, good luck to you. <laughs> uh, we'll see we'll see if we see Aaron next week. <laughs> right. Um, you said what? <laughs> well, I, I was hearing and um I some friends were telling me about the like uh diet of, of sustenance through like alcoholic drinks. And so you'd drink like five or six bloody Marys in the morning and I, I I am tempted to say that this was in relationship to, like, a Willamette Week article or, like, a Portland Mercury article or, like, some, some, oh, Vice, that was it. And so Vice was like, oh, we'll, we'll see how far we can get on uh, getting sustenance through, like, different types of alcoholic drinks. And I think they made it, like, a day and a half before they were like, nope, that ain't gonna work. Like, it did work until it didn't, and then it oh, didn't work in a very, like, yeah. precipitous fashion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, Bloody Mary's not necessarily part of the food pyramid, so
1: no i I, I think we're on we're
0: on day 15 of january and for anyone still (laughs) on that fad diet in particular um we'll we'll list some numbers at the uh, bottom (laughs) of the show (laughs) notes here also i'm sorry
1: (laughs) i hope hope you know someone with a good liver
0: yep uh i think as we transition here to uh our, our calendar why don't we why don't we go over one of our most favorite things that occurred this year yes and uh one thing that we're looking to work on for the future
1: um well this might be a little like sounds like I'm fishing or not fishing anyways I don't fishing I don't know fun. the phrase I don't know the phrase for this but it, it's it might be sound like I'm I'm like kind of shilling here but one of my favorite moments was when you, Guthrie, agreed to be the new co-host. Aww. <laughs> and I mean that in all sincerity. Like, like there was a very short list of people, and um, you were the first person we asked, and it turned out you were the only person we needed to ask. <laughs> well, thank you, Aaron. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I totally didn't script that it for was, him, by it the way. Was,
1: no, no, it it was really kind of almost surreal because we we sat and we talked about it, and you know, you just kind of were like, "Yeah, okay, sure," <laughs> <laughs> really nonchalant about it, but also like, I don't know, I don't know what how it was for you, but it hmm. was also like, you there was a little bit like trying to hold back the excitement. I think mm. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. You tell me.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, well, I mean, like up there on my list, like I, the years has been such a a whirlwind for me. Like I totally forgot, like, yeah, it's only been like since September or so. Um, and yeah, it's been a, I've, I've loved being on the podcast. I like very much appreciate the opportunity and, um, even more touch for you asking. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, it's like, it's so interesting to be like asked to be roped into something that you, you like, as a listener or, or as somebody who like comes on from time to time. um, And I, and I think like, so for my um periods of time on the podcast prior to like becoming a co-host with you, Aaron, um, I've always been like, yeah, like if you need somebody, let me know. Sure. Like yeah. I, I love that, was that like, person. <laughs> that was like
1: your tagline every time, like, you know, we would, we would be finished recording. Like as soon as, as soon as the equipment is shut down, you know, Oh, thanks for coming. Yeah. Anytime you need me. Just let me know.
0: No joke. Anyways. No joke. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, I love being part of the process and I'm I'm really like, uh, yeah. I, I feel very fortunate that um, we have such a really amazing like listenership and are able to continue to explore and grow. True. True. And um, I didn't have it on my list because I guess it feels like so natural at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. but,
0: um, yeah. Thank you, 2017, for allowing me to become your co-host. <laughs> and, and thank you everyone for listening.
1: So what's on your list here? Give me one from yours.
0: Ooh, I think it's gotta be a travel one. Um, yeah? Yeah. I guess we never really talked too much about it. Um, and, and it's kind of in the flurry of the festival for Film by Bike. But uh, Jane and I took off and we're very fortunate to be able to do a trip to Iceland. For oh, yes. About, uh, like 13, 14-ish days. And um, Jane's done a lot of traveling in life. And this was one of our like first big trips together. And Iceland is a pretty like freaking cool place to go yeah. spend 10 or 12 days um and even more and this so was
1: something like we wanted to talk about at yeah one i guess point, we just kind of like just forgot yeah, so it's all good now you've got your venue
0: yeah we do indeed no iceland is uh like yeah really interesting country um it's it's going through in kind of a weird like microcosm uh it's very some something's very similar to like what portland is experiencing with like a growth what, of population oh yeah and and tourism in general, I guess I'd say is like Portland as a destination. Um and so it for me I think the most interesting thing is from like a, a outsider point of view or like a semi non serious anthropological perspective is the um influx of tourism and and uh like how that interacts with people on like a on a local level, but also just like at the same time like cultural differences and like always like what I love about traveling is, is like if you have a perception, that perception is almost always challenged. Uh-huh. And I think that when those are challenged, you as a person come out better for the experience because like if you're willing to listen and if you're willing to like be uh be like a co-owner in that, in that experience, I guess. Um So like both from a like, holy shit, there are beautiful things here. And from a like, wow, like we're dealing with, a lot of like influx and like how do we balance this beauty with also respect for nature um and and the overall sense of um like having a having a disproportionate amount of visitors versus locals um it was just like a total experience i guess um and we we met some really cool folks there and uh did basically like the ring road. I, I think the biggest one for us is we were like debating whether we should cycle Iceland or do it via car. Uh-huh. Um, and we did end up doing it via car. And okay. that um, was going to be like my question. Yeah, was. totally. Like it, is it, is it a t- like, I guess like that was a moment where like, I realized that I don't define myself as like the person who like has to do it by bike, <laughs> like, um, uh-huh. like cars as tools. Right. Sure. And so, sure. um, and it, I guess I have a lot of feelings which are not fully settled about that whole debate, but it was really interesting to see it through the lens of driving. And it makes me want to go back and experience it through cycling because it, they're totally different trips and they've both got really nice nuances. Um, yeah. Iceland's fucking cool. Like that's, <laughs> that's all, it, that's like my overwhelming sense. And sure. it's, uh, it's, it's just interesting. Like I traveling, is a is a gateway into like growing as a person. I sure. feel, and uh, maybe maybe we should talk about it later. Because ah, in saying so now, I guess I haven't fully formulated. Sure. Uh but yeah, I've I've been doing some deep thinking on that. I I guess I think like usually around this time of year, you kind of look back, and um, really great trip, and uh, makes me excited for more trips, especially with you, Jane. It's fun. <laughs> Well, speaking of
1: traveling with your partner, my next one, I guess, would have to be uh, Anna and I going to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Bromptons. yeah. Well, I also try not to define myself as that. I do feel like I want to hang on to some of that identity totally. regardless. you got to have your you street know. cred every now and then. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and also being fortunate enough to... Um, Be so connected with Clever Cycles through Mm -hmm. Anna, um, yeah, um, and being allowed to rent Brompton's, um, to take there uh, was was a great uh, opportunity to Mm -hmm. to see a place that I've been to a few times Mm -hmm. um, in a new way. Kind of kind of like what you were saying—you saw it by car, and that was you saw Iceland by car, and you know that was like a very different thing than you know Mm -hmm. seeing it by bike. And yeah, I've. I've seen Honolulu many times by car and by foot and now seeing it by bike and seeing like the different um infrastructures mm-hmm. uh in place that um I've I've never seen before because hmm. I was never it probably was there but just was never looking for it you know okay um yeah so that was cool it was just a a really I don't know, just a really good time, and and of course my brother getting married, and and that whole celebration was, yeah. was great. Yeah,
0: nice. And you had like a good crew of family there and such.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good deal. Yeah, it's always good to like hang out with my family.
0: The theme of two thousand seventeen: traveling, family, spending <laughs> good time with friends.
1: Two thousand eighteen: atonement. <laughs> two thousand seventeen: <laughs> family traveling. Mm-hmm uh what's up on your list
0: uh let's see here uh i had some good trips out to eastern oregon yes um always love visiting home the film by bike show in in may is always a highlight of my year um and i guess uh it's weird when you try to like put your year in review sometimes it all uh, it all like blends together but i think the moments i remember most are um the fire that happened in the gorge and that was yeah. like a pretty big pretty big like deal i guess is what i would say and so like hearing about it on the news but but mainly what was driven home via uh, jane and i's attempt to escape from portland i think i tweeted about it, it was like 10 o'clock or so and it was like it's too hot in portland like we're leaving and then realizing and then, that you yeah. can yeah like you can take the max 45 or 40 ish miles 30 ish miles out to forest grove and guess what there's still like ash and like hellfire raining from uh the, the sky and so um from an ecological perspective but also from a like losing in a sense uh the gorge that all of us are so familiar with that was a a pretty big event for me in 2017
1: yeah yeah that's always been one of my favorite rides and uh i haven't done it at all last summer and I didn't get to do it the summer before either. Mm -hmm. And now I I feel like I've missed kind of an opportunity to, to go see it the way Mm -hmm. it was. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. In the meantime, like I'm also this, it's going to like provide new growth and Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. hopefully uh, a renewal. Yeah.
0: And with fires, that's always, and we've, I mean, we've talked about the uh, economical impact of such events, but also from an ecology perspective, like there are, natural cycles and while in this particular case um some of them and and some may argue many of them are, are going to be uh even more impacted in a way that wouldn't be naturally occurring but it it is what's happened um there will be regrowth the the gorge will rebuild we will get moss sure. which is the glue to our rocks like that will all take time um and i i'm kind of with you on that that sense in that like until i moved to portland I hadn't actually spent that much time in the gorge. So, like, the gorge to me growing up was the place that you drove through because you were going between, like, Enterprise Uh, and Salem. Uh, And you might stop at Multnomah Falls, and, like, my mom would be like, yeah, here's the falls, and you you walk up to it. Uh, But it wasn't until I had lived in Portland for a few years that I truly, like, fell in love with that place because it was where... I would go bike if I had an extra weekend to spare or you might head out yeah. for a day trip. Yeah. And so I feel like my my love and my passion and my appreciation for the gorge really only came to fruition within the last like three to four years or so. Um, and so when when telling people about that, um, it's like a part of your heart just goes like missing or is like all of a sudden like dead. And to have it such a fresh part of one's heart as well, it's, it's a very like interesting feeling. Um, but I am actually really heartened in a lot of the news that we've gotten that some of those areas are recovering much faster than were originally uh, anticipated. And so even though the fire took a few months to go out, um, it does seem like the gorge that I've fallen in love with and that many folks in Portland and I mean, realistically anywhere in the world, um, identify with like that, that is more there than we would thought previously. So that's, that's good to see. Right on. looking forward for 2018 um moving towards let's see 2088 for when we're back to back to aces <laughs> uh, and uh in the meantime you know the forest recovery cycle in itself is very fascinating and uh and uh enjoyable i was
1: gonna say i'm looking forward to seeing like things regrowing mm-hmm. just just to kind of you know you kind of take for granted a forest being there
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, it's it, just there yeah because yeah. it's there you don't realize is is like how long it took to get there, mm-hmm. and so there's a part of me that that is kind of looking forward to to riding through the gorge and saying, like you know, oh wow, I'm watching the forest mm-hmm. become a forest again, yeah. you know,
0: yeah, totally, yeah, um, also just in the sense that, um, as far as like forest fires go, the gorge and its ability to regrow, just being part of the Pacific Northwest." had that happen in a much drier climate or a place that were uh, or was subject to different environmental factors. Um, it's going to be coming back a lot quicker than true most or not most, but many places in the U.S. I can think of. So very fortunate for that.
1: Um, one on my list is Anna's first bike camp. Ooh, <laughs> I finally got her out to, I don't, I don't want to say it like that. That's,
0: Terrible! <laughs> you finally wrangled. Finally got Ugh. her out. No, just I, drug her feet out of bed.
1: <laughs> I got her out to see Stubb Stewart. Oh, nice! And she fell in love with it. Like I knew she would. As many of us yes, do. Yes, like many of us have in the past. I think it's it's great that it's so many people's first bike tour or bike camping mm-hmm. experience. And I don't care if it's cliche. I don't care if it's like overdone that everybody else has made this their first bike camp experience.
0: It was my first bike camp experience. There's a reason for it. Because it's it's, great. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. And it's it's great in that it can be like an easy first bike camp experience. And yet it's also like you keep going back. Mm -hmm. You know? Anyway, that's something that I was... I was really happy to have taken her out to to kind of show her some of some of um, bike camping, some something that I I really love to do, and uh, was able to share that with someone that I love very much. Mm. Hitting record.
0: <laughs> Maybe I
1: just need to say it out loud every time, so that way
0: we could um, hmm. implement the the pilot system of like check double check or 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 what it is um yeah go no go yeah
1: it's not a terrible idea
0: my my friend the pilot told me about how it was back in the day uh where like they didn't do that and so like when they started doing this um particular type of check system the safety ratings for the airline industry just like went up drastically oh yeah yeah because you'd have situations where like the pilot's like, no, we're making this call. And and it's like, well, that call just like caused your airplane to crash. Uh <laughs> so there's no like check or or, or like uh uh override or, or or such. And so uh I think part of that is just like audibly uh going through and saying what you're doing, making sure it's to spec.
1: Navigation, check, engines, check.
0: Plane in the air, uh right check. <laughs> cool
1: have you ever heard of the nevada triangle no i haven't either until last night how so fascinating
0: what is the nevada triangle it's apparently
1: taken more airplanes than the bermuda triangle
0: really yes i kind of want to look this up and now. it's
1: like fresno to let's see vegas and mm-hmm. salt lake city i think
0: do, the what's the, um, or what's the effect that allows the Wind, Nevada... I think, okay. is
1: one of the things that, that people attribute it okay. to. Like, uh, you can have...
0: Because flying in that area is, like, super popular. Huh. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe that's part of why it's <laughs> yeah. taken so many airplanes. Is well, uh,
0: interesting. I'm yeah. I don't know
1: up. how much, how, like, legit it is, mm-hmm. but, uh... I just came across it on on my journey through the rabbit hole. Okay,
0: the rabbit hole is like pretty <laughs> damn fun sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I was only um, at, or I guess I'm I'm curious too because um, my friend was saying that the Pacific Northwest is also one of the more difficult places to fly. And no kidding, uh, yeah, he's he's going to pilot school down in Eugene at PCC or bleh, bleh, what is it the name of the community <laughs> campus in Eugene from oh, oh, Lane, Lane Community College. Oh, okay. Um and so he he did like his first flight up to Alaska and he was he was saying he was initially concerned about uh like icing and, and like a plane flying in sub-zero temperatures. Uh, but the person who was flying with was like, yeah, no, that's actually no worries because there's almost zero moisture in the atmosphere. And so where oh. you, where you hit it more is around kind of like the Portland sort of Pacific Northwest area where you can be in that perfect temperature that just freezes everything up. And uh, that's where you actually run into a bunch of trouble. So I'll have to ask him about the triangle because I'm, I'm relatively confident he'd know something about it. It might
1: just be like, you know, a legend, an internet legend thing
0: mm. that like, check it out on Snopes
1: flat earthers decided to put together <laughs> was, that was another rabbit hole I went down
0: were you on like uh internet myths of uh com? <laughs> <laughs> just asking it for, started, for a friend no it
1: started with like because I'm a big fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson oh okay you know because who's not well I'll tell you who's not flat earthers <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> I'm stuck in oh, laughter
1: no it's all right all right, so back to business here. Um, let's just say real quick one thing you're looking forward to for 2018.
0: In 2018, I am looking forward to spending less time in front of a computer when I want and more time in the outdoors.
1: Ah, yes, more time outdoors. That's definitely. that's my wish every year, and this year <laughs> it is
0: what I'm most looking forward to.
1: Right on. <laughs> Do you have plans per se or No.
0: Yeah, I think Jane and I are going to, like, seriously give the cat in a trailer plus bike to run a shot. Yes. uh, The weather is not necessarily a factor, but I think we're Mm -hmm. probably going to wait for it to get a bit, like, generally nicer. Um, But, yeah, that's the plan.
1: There's some talk. This is one of my fantasy hopes for 2018. I don't know how feasible it is. But there's some talk of maybe. I taking... believe in you, Aaron. <laughs> it's less about my own prowess <laughs> than it is like just about time and how much how much I have of it. Mm. Um, but possibly taking the Amtrak out to um, like near uh, what is it Glacier, mm-hmm. Montana, mm-hmm. and then biking south to Missoula mm. you know, to visit family.
0: Nice from there. And you could say hi to Russ and Laura tertiary. Exactly,
1: exactly. Walk right into the ACA offices. Say, "Where's my ice cream?" (laughs) Also, hi, Laura.
0: (laughs) I wonder if like they'd grant you an exception for not. I guess because you would be on tour, technically, you would just not be on like the ACA tour, right? Because I think it's. I think the deal is to get an ice cream cone. You have to show up with like panniers and. uh, Well, I would definitely have. Yeah, because it's like from Glacier
1: glacier to Missoula, it's close to 200 miles. Yeah,
0: that Um, counts. Totally counts.
1: So it would definitely be a multi-day trip. I wouldn't do that all at once. Nice.
0: I I support you fully in this (laughs) endeavor, Aaron. And anything I can do to make it happen, Uh, as always, let me know.
1: All right. Well, let's go with our calendar. Let me turn up the volume. I love.
0: Don't don't ever use that. Thanks, Tim.
1: One of the great things I like about this is that it's got a specific beginning and ending, and it's short. I don't have to change the volume on my oh. machine at all.
0: Oh yeah. So first up, what do we got? On the second Friday of every month, we've got the Boston Bike Party.
1: Also on the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party.
0: And every second Sunday of every month, the Corvaday bike Club ride.
1: Finally got them on the schedule. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Nice. Um, last Monday in February. I'm, I'm looking out forward here. to it. Yes. This is going to be great.
0: On January 28th, uh, we have uh, an event I'm actually very excited about, which is the Ovarian Psychos, a documentary about, quote, an unapologetic bicycle crew of young Latina misfits from Eastside Los Angeles. Thanks for the heads up, EJ Finneran. Yes.
1: EJ sent this to me and I forwarded it on to Anna saying, can we go? And she said, I already knew about it. Thanks to Steph Routh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, well, it's a group of, of mm-hmm. women bicycle bicycles,
0: bicyclists. Yeah. And this and is, uh, uh, I believe put on by the street trust as well. Yes. So they're, they scheduled a screening in Um, my, my uh, part of my like, uh, desire to go to this is that i had actually reached out to the filmmakers behind this a couple of years ago and they the full piece was um you know talking about film by bike being a short film festival much more of a full-length endeavor um which makes me even more pleased that it will be screening in portland because i can go see it now at the uh,
1: hollywood theater
0: hell yeah yes very excited about that on february 3rd we have from our good friend maria schurr The Caddyshack Ride, a 25-mile, quote, socially paced jaunt around local golf courses.
1: February 24th, Menagerie in Motion Kinetic Derby in Gainesville, Florida.
0: And on September 22nd, our Lowell Kinetic Sculpture Race in Lowell, Massachusetts.
1: And we got some upcoming film by bike tour dates. Boise, Idaho on February 8th. Uh, Our House, Denmark, March 3rd. Uh, South by Southwest, which I'm still in awe that you guys are going to be a part of South by Southwest. Very excited. Um, The actual date will be to be announced, um, but it will be between the 9th and 12th of March. Out in Copenhagen, March 10th. Albany, New York, July 22nd. Seattle, Washington to be announced. Vancouver, Washington also to be announced. Arcata, California, November and Bendigo, Australia, mm-hmm. sometime in October.
0: Indeed. And um the nice folks from Bendigo actually came up to Portland. So we it was really neat. They brought us a t shirt and um the the Bendigo is kind of like a uh one of those towns in transition where like mining or forestry like used to be a primary industry and they're uh-huh. really like reinventing themselves as this uh like bike friendly but also sort of like really great spot to go spend some time in. And so yeah, super excited for the folks over there.
1: Nice. Well, that was day of the year. our calendar, and now we start the show. <laughs> What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike it's fast, I like my bike it's fast, I like my bike it's fast, it circles around the city lights. Pedal just as fast as you can into the morning light, pedal
0: just fast, daylight, pedal just as fast as you can into the night light,
1: pedal just fast as the the night I should I should fade that out. No, I? no, you're good. <laughs> you're totally good. <laughs> so we got a little bit of one minute news. From the Twitter, um, our friend Darren in Edmonton tweeted this out and uh, found this kind of interesting. And I think it's something that we could maybe kind of expound upon as far as how it relates to our experiences here in Portland as well. Um, Do you have it up on your machine? Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, So he says, Hey, hashtag Yegbike, this is Dave. He was in a rush, so he took a shortcut down the 102 Ave bike lane. He had to attend... Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, it's coming back to me. <laughs> okay. Here we go, team. Uh. He had to attend a ten minute informational session on traffic safety given in the bike lane. It would have been five minutes if he would have apologized. <laughs> <laughs> so this is referring to a photo sent in to us of somebody who just so happened to figure that the bike lane was a much better place to place one's vehicle and thus drive down, as opposed to the icy road beside it. Um and so uh our our friend on Twitter decided to interact with said individual and give him what thus was to follow a 10-minute informational quote session, uh, which I, I think would uh, more accurately be stated as, like, hey, what are you doing in the bike lane? What are, are you doing here? Why are you driving down this? What purpose have you in this place <laughs> that is meant for bicycles? P.S. Your lane is just over there. Um, so, yeah, there's a... I'm, I'm sure we'll get it posted on the show notes here, but there's a perfect, like classic... Uh, like driver and cyclist photo where the cyclist is outside taking a photo of the person in the car and the person in the car completely justified as taking a photo. I
1: I found found that so so ironic that the person (laughs) in the car is also taking a photo. Hey man,
0: that person's probably like, fuck this guy. Like what's he doing with a bike on the bike lane? I mean, come on.
1: (laughs) That was kind of my thing was like, what is this guy's tweet going to (laughs) read? I want to find this guy's handle. I want to know what he's saying.
0: Uh, (laughs) Gosh. i'm not sure there's a whole gonna
1: say hey yegg car this (laughs) this is darren he gave me a 10 minute lecture on safety and infrastructure (laughs) when all i wanted to do was take this shortcut (laughs) now i'm late for whatever it is i needed to shortcut if the bike
0: path was plowed like and i'm not going to justify this but like i could almost understand like some grain of logic between driving on it but it it's not even a plowed bike path. <laughs> well, there's
1: there's another. It's interesting. There's another tweet. Um, if you follow the yeg bike hashtag, which I do. Um,
0: hashtag yeg bike.
1: Hashtag yeg bike. Yes. Um. There's another one on there. Someone else had tweeted out a, a video of somebody who had come into the bike lane, realized their mistake, or maybe it was pointed out to them, mm. and like them backing up all the way, like a full city block to where they could exit the bike lane and come mm-hmm. back. Um, and there's a good amount of separation. The roads are, you can see the roads are plowed and the, the bike lane is kind of plowed as well. Um, it doesn't look as clear cause it doesn't have, you know, half ton vehicles over riding over it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a good amount of like snow moundage between yeah. the two like, like you like, have to really want to
0: get over this barrier in order to be in one lane or the other yeah yeah like you de- you you definitely have to put some thought into that did i so did i ever tell you about jane and our uh experience well
1: so this is what i wanted to ask okay. was like have you ever had an experience like this before
0: so um i chose to take the high road and not tweet this but i have had an experience just like this and speaking of favorite trails and goals of 2017, it happened to be on none other than the Banks Vernonia bike path. No! Yeah. What? <laughs> Absolutely. And How it... <laughs> How indeed! You asked the same question Jane and I found ourselves asking one another. Um so in this situation for the photo, um, there's a there's a road directly next to this individual. Yes. We ran into this guy driving down the middle of the bike path. Um, probably like five or six miles outside of Vernonia, but he was a good half mile in. Like he not only had right. gotten upon this path, but decided, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to drive in down. In for a penny,
1: in for yeah. a pound.
0: Um, and, and the, the bike path to note does have, um, barricades or, or at least like center dividers for each like kind of driveway entrance. There's a couple of those. Yeah. As just you... about
1: every intersection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: In, in essence. Um, but what struck me was not i i mean like i guess i wouldn't be surprised at this point but like what struck me was not that there was a car on that but the indignance of the driver in said car of insulting us for taking photos of him oh really <laughs> yeah he was he was like he's like why are you doing that uh like i'm just like trying to get through and i was like where are you getting through to this is a bike path <laughs> there is,
1: there is literally nowhere for your car to go <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just like you know you have those like shake your head kind of like try to brush it off and laugh at it moments uh i think i think laughter was all i could summon sure and, and sure. uh i mean like sorry for making you feel bad buddy but like come <laughs> on like you, i i it's just one of those like why do you have a license moments right <laughs> right because like I, I get it it's like a it's a there's a certain point where it's like an honest mistake and then it gets Past that point, that that point is where you double down and you decide, no, I'm not going to turn around. I'm going to drive down this commitment and 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 yell at the cyclists who happen to be in front of me. (laughs)
1: Like what the fuck? You could you could tell at least by your story, it seems like he was he was very aware and embarrassed by this mistake. I'm sure
0: he was. Like we like. Yeah, I grabbed my photo and I took a photo of you. I didn't post it to Twitter. I didn't put your license plate out there. It was uh for personal record in this case, but like good god. <laughs> Sometimes you just uh sure. You just got to shake your head and uh become a keg biker. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm glad you took the high road. I'm not sure I'm not sure I could have in that situation. Yeah. It
0: was it was one of those moments where I realized like my last 3 tweets were like, wow, this really fucked up thing happened in a bike lane. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> I could post this all day. I'm just gonna right. try to keep going with my ride.
1: Ah, uh, there you go. Good for you. Yeah. I I, guess. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever encountered a a uh, motorized car uh, on the separated bike lane yet. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my most of my sort of stressful interactions with people driving have been sort of, um riding over to the bike lanes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which to me like it bugs me and and it's definitely the fault of the driver but it's also the fault of infrastructure mm-hmm. like, paint is just paint and mm. we have a driving mentality across the u.s that doesn't care about lines
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know cross the double yellow anytime it's convenient cross a a white solid anytime it's convenient. If like, you it need to get matter.
0: there and you are here, doesn't matter what's in Does, between. Yeah, just go. not go for it. it doesn't just, matter you know, what kind of
1: pain is in between. Ha, it. Have a go. Um, and yet we still keep designing this infrastructure, thinking like people will respect these lines. We don't. And you know, I'm probably just as much a breaker of that rule as anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's it's an issue of infrastructure. But anyways, yeah going speed. back i've yet to like have that that kind of interaction with somebody where it's like there is no reason for you to be here at all like this but is a separated piece of infrastructure
0: you you um, you you physically drove past a barricade right? and, and shoved your vehicle through <laughs> through intentionally restricted space in order to be where you are right now <laughs> ps yelling at us right <laughs> um, that's funny so i uh I, I won't touch back too hard on it but i think like for me Uh, conscious decision of 2018 is to try to let that stuff get to me less uh, because I've realized like how much of my day have I wasted just getting a little bit perturbed about you know this or that thing that happens and it's not to say that like they should be just brushed under the rug but more to say like how much how much of your day is worth getting mad at somebody who's who's driving through a bike lane if you're if you're not dead then uh then life goes on right and like and like totally like work towards that goal like yeah it'd be really cool if it didn't happen and i'm gonna do everything in my power to support efforts and endeavors that make it so uh but less of that personal energy spent on uh on getting a little hot under the collar i guess i'd say
1: um yeah i have i've been uh you know i drive school bus and i've had these interactions with with children you know and that a lot of times come down to me saying like but think of like how much time and energy you're wasting being mm-hmm. mad at this
0: thing. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And That's then, a lot. <laughs> and then like,
1: I don't put that in practice myself sometimes. And so, it's, yeah, it's hard, a good, it's hard to, it's hard to, but anyways, so that was a little one minute news segment there.
0: 10 minutes, one minute news segment, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, and I may not have experienced anyone encroaching on the, separated bike path yet Hmm. but you know what i do have (laughs) that was all the way up on both machines (laughs) hell yeah um so first up we got a piece from sam and i well the reason why I don't know where Sam is, is because Sam is is on tour all over the place. He is doing a worldwide bike tour. Hi Sam. And he says, thanks. First, thanks so much for all you do for the cycling touring community. Uh, your website and podcast helped immensely when I began planning my own cycle tour in April, 2017 and set off not having been on a bike since I was a child. Um, and he's been on a solo tour ever since. Hmm. How cool is that?
0: Not, not um, just a solo tour, but a solo tour around the world.
1: Around the world. Um, and he says, after the madness of India, I was in need of some peace and quiet. So I decided to take the bike up into the Himalayas to clear my mind and soul. And I chose to attempt the world famous Annapura Circuit. Have you heard of this before? Yeah. not heard of this until he brought this up, but yeah, um, I imagine as someone who sees a lot of bike films, this probably is. Oh, for up.
0: sure. And like, uh, as a bit of like backfill, um, at one point in my life, I was definitely that person who was like, I want to have summited all seven summits of the highest peaks on each continent. Uh, oh yeah. I, oh yeah. Like I, 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 part of my schooling, like I literally was a, what, like Mountaineer guide, uh, back in college. Uh, so like hood. Got it. Uh, but what I what I guess um, I mean to say is the Annapurna Circuit is a really amazing trek. So it's typically people that will like walk on that stretch. Right. Um, and it goes between a series of mountains throughout the Himalayas. Um, and you can kind of like go up to the Everest Base Camp or the, I should say the first Everest Base camp from there. Oh, wow. Um, because there's a couple of different stages of it. But to do so on a bike... Um and, and he linked a video too, which I'd encourage folks to watch. Uh to do so on a bike means that you're carrying that bike a significant portion of that trip. Right. Um because it's it's not really meant for cycling.
1: yeah. Um, Have you seen the video by the way yeah, that he posted? Yeah, yeah. It's I'd really show. cool. It's and pretty cool. There's swell. a lot of shots of him pushing the bike. <laughs> like
0: yeah. if you are if you can say about yourself, like I like watching bike tour videos and beautiful scenery and quiet, like uh like perspective. It is, is the video for you. Yeah, yeah it's this is definitely one. For yeah, that. really glad he put that together. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's just a really special like part of the world I feel, and the Annapurna circuit in terms of uh, its usage. Like, I would hazard a guess that probably less than fifteen or twenty people do this by bike per year. Like, oh it's, yeah, it's not. You, you have to really want to do it to do and, so.
1: And he mentioned he's completed the whole circuit um, with in a little over 12 days and every night he has stayed away from all the lodges so mm. he's wild camped every night
0: yeah which probably means he's sleeping in like negative 10 or negative 20
1: i do believe that's in his blog entry. yeah uh, yeah which we'll link to okay uh, i remember reading <laughs> something to that effect
0: yeah it's it's cold up there at uh six thousand seven thousand meters
1: yeah <laughs> um next up in our mail i'll let you read this one
0: sure so uh, Anna comments on episode 394 with Joan, I woke up the co-host because I was listening in bed and laughing at the coffee slash Whole30 commentary. Such good banter, Anna.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so I was asleep, and all of a sudden I hear her laughing loudly. And here's the thing is, I'm not a super light sleeper, but I'm one of those that when I wake up, it's like instant panic hmm. if I'm woken up. Like the alarm, like I know the alarm.
0: Like if somebody like, sent you a text that said like, hey, by the way, the world's ending today.
1: <laughs> That's every text if it wakes oh, okay. me up. Yeah. Just checking. <laughs> In the middle of the night anyways. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, anyways. Uh? Yeah, I got something about that. <laughs> about that text. <laughs> uh, but anyways. Sorry. So I... she, she's laughing and I wake up to her laughing. But my, my instinct is always like panic. Oh, what's going on? What mm-hmm. is it? What is it? Mm-hmm. She's just like, I'm just, I'm listening to this episode (laughs) and, uh, she just, she couldn't stop laughing and I'm not entirely sure what it was Hmm. about it, but she couldn't stop laughing. It's your charm, Aaron. It's your charm. (laughs) I I think it was mostly like just the interaction that the three of us had, um, which yes, Joan, what a great guest,
0: man. Absolutely. Joan, if you're listening or if you listen in the future, we'd love to have you back on. You're welcome anytime. Yes.
1: Um, yeah, so that was a funny moment. Um, and this comes from Ranger Tom. Fun show, guys. Jones wit and laugh was the best. Um, and he's got a couple thoughts on the blinky lights. I have to actually grab the computer and bring it over so I can read it a little yeah, bit better.
0: Or I've got you here if you want.
1: Yes. Um, so he also said, he informs us here, police use a combination of blue and red to maximize day and night visibility. Blue meaning being more visible at night um, and most states prohibit the use of blue lighting, except for LE. Uh, I wonder what L E stands for there. Hmm. Um, I don't know,
0: but we perhaps a lot,
1: an allowance could be made for low wattage rear blue lighting for bikes. Hmm. Question mark. You might've also noticed we're increasingly using a combination of steady and pulsing emergency lights on traffic stops. This follows the same, same studies you've mentioned. Pulsing gets a motorist's attention and steady lighting allows better judgment of distance to mm-hmm. the stop patrol car. Um, and he also says he just got a Dino Hub, a Sun 28, and, and... a Bausch and Mueller top, line, top light plus brake light, which is the same model I have. Excellent choice. Um, and an IQX headlight. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Hmm. Um, Nor have I. But... He says he's really happy and not to worry about charging his batteries on tour. Um, the front doesn't flash, which is good. Um, and the light beam is horizontal and easily adjusted out of everyone's face. Mm-hmm. And the rear light flashes only when slowing.
0: He also yes. mentions that he does still carry a battery powered rear light to warn traffic for roadside emergencies, such as flats uh, as dynamo hubs are known to not light, Uh, don't light shit when the tire's flat, says Tom. Uh, Yes, that is true. You've got to keep that (laughs) hub moving. Yes. Uh, He also figures that if he winds up taking the shoulder uh, with a bad mechanical failure, the Dynamo won't light at two miles an hour. Absolutely true. It will, like, flash a little bit. So you've got that going for you. Um, And he is super glad that Super Anna is okay in regards to our um, (laughs) talk about the bike theft recovery.
1: Um and she he proposes oh, a Bo. name I love this name for for the bike <laughs> I'll I'll uh I'll run this by Anna later Little Bo Brompton get it lost and found her sheep <laughs> and lastly I'd love a patch after it spent sufficient time acquiring kombucha stains in Aaron's bag
0: Hey we we got you covered it's Ranger right Tom here. <laughs> uh, here let me let me put a little extra dash on there yeah, just for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And lastly, from William in Michigan, it's 2018 and no new episodes. It's cold here in Michigan, as you know, Aaron, but we still have to work. We still go to work. By the way, we're still listening for jabs against Detroit, and you've come close to stepping on that line again. Wait, oh. what's he what's referring to? Because <laughs> a lot of times, I I have a tendency to not say very nice things <laughs> about Michigan.
0: Well, like how it's a terrible place, and <laughs> cold. And nobody in their right mind would ever want to live there. Something to that effect. Oh, okay. Um, Just checking.
1: And he's called me out on that, and I'm still <laughs> penitent and also open, Aww. open to be called out upon out on that in the future. I You're feel- right. I don't live there anymore, so I have no right to be picking on them hmm. anymore. And hmm. also, you know, it's not that as bad as most people say it is
0: i think it's super cool that we have listeners in michigan i hadn't known that until oh, yeah? william wrote, wrote in so oh. I'm, I'm appreciative of that statement right on <laughs>
1: um also yeah he was just asking so are you guys taking some time off and we had kind of um the facilities here have been closed um i've gotten special permission to uh record while they are but they were just taking a, a winter break and then also today being martin luther king's birthday Indeed. observed um, they were also closed today. Uh, <clears throat> also, Monday being the 25th of, of December and the 1st of January, mm-hmm. decided maybe not great times to uh, record a podcast.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: So, yeah, we did take take some time off. I'm glad you missed us because that means you're listening.
0: But And, and we're meantime, back. <laughs> in
1: the meantime, we're back. And thanks for continuing to listen. Well, that brings us to the end of our show.
0: That it does. Looking forward to 2018. If you have any New Year's resolutions that you want to galvanize by sending to us, please send them in.
1: You know, one of the ways to keep a New Year's resolution is to tell someone else. Just the act of telling someone else helps you keep a New Year's resolution that much more than having kept it to yourself. Do you believe that? I could see that. So let us know. Your new year's resolutions if you have them and if not totally cool
0: the sprocket podcast is produced at StreamPDX community audio studio thanks to the generous support of open signal
1: our website is the sprocket
0: email to the sprocket podcast at gmail.com call
1: or text to 503-847-9774
0: twitter and the instagrams at sprocket podcast thanks to ryan j lane for our theme music hurt bird for our headline sounder marcus norman for graphic design And thanks to our sustaining donors, Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Mellingard. Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie, Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt
1: Kelly, Eric Weiss, Todd Parker, Dan Kebart, who's a time traveler, Dave Knows,
0: Chris Smith, Christy Kester, Caleb Jenkinson, JP Cueley.
1: Peanut butter jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom.
0: Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder. I'll be Anna. Home. Oh, I'll be home soon, Anna. <laughs> And for you too, Drew. <laughs> John
1: Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division.
0: John Zeason, Richard G, yours truly.
1: Uh, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons, founder of the Reganery.
0: Camp Campsite Mac Nurse David. Nathan Poulton.
1: Chris Rawson. Rory in Michigan. Michael Flournoy.
0: Jeremy Kitchen. David Belay. Tim Coleman. Mr. T. Harry Hugel. E.J. Finneran. Brad Hepwell. Thomas Skato. Keith Hutchinson.
1: Ranger Tom. Joyce Wilson. Ryan Tam.
0: Derek Wagner. Jason Oftenberg. Microcosm Publishing.
1: David Moore. Todd Grosbeck.
0: Chris Barron. Chris Barron, Chris Barron, (laughs) Sean Baird,
1: Simon, Gregory Braithwaite, Ryan Morrow,
0: Jimmy Diesel, Dude
1: Luna, and all of our former donors who helped us get this far.
0: Now brush your teeth and go to bed.